Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels, still alive but very angry after that bird's loss, along with his boy Chip, the man, Tiernan. What a deal! Dude, I am, uh, I'm not disappointed. I'm furious at this point. <laughs> I am sick and tired of watching game after game after game with no... I know what's going to happen. They're going to get stuffed. They didn't get a first down until, I think, three minutes left in the first half. The Eagles not only know how to break hearts, but they sure know how to piss off a city that is full of pissed-off people already. Absolutely. Everyone sucked. (laughs) You know what's funny? Darius Slay played horribly. But he was the first person to say, yeah, that's on me. That's yep. straight up on me. I just have to play better. That's it. You know what everyone else should have been saying all season? The same thing. Yeah. See, that's I'm the not- thing I like. I, I like that Darius Slay owned it. He, you know, he went public on Twitter and said that, I mean, but yeah, he said that. He said it's on him. He says, I got to be better. Um, and, you know, I like that. I mean, he, he understands, you know, what what the city is and what we are and how we are as a fan base. Uh, and that just wasn't good enough last night. Uh, and he came out and said that, you know, he wasn't good enough and he'll be better. So yeah, he played poorly, but I like the fact that he owned it. You know what else wasn't good enough last night? Everything. Especially, especially the play calling. Oh yeah. You know, who's in charge of that Doug, Dougie P it's time for Dougie P to humble himself. Yep. I'm sick and tired of watching press conferences with him getting snippy with reporters when he has no right. Yep. You know, he brought us a Super Bowl. I'm happy about it. Howie Rosen was part of that front office that brought us a Super Bowl. You know what? Thanks for everything you've done, but it's it's almost time for you to get out of town. I mean, yeah, you, like, like people, yeah, they want a championship, but you know, you have to, you have to have success, you know, after that. You have to be consistent. And um, honestly, ever since that Super Bowl, we we haven't been. Uh, I mean, you know, if you take out that that year specifically, Doug Peters, Doug Peterson has done nothing special. His first year here was Carson Wentz's rookie year. We went seven and nine. The year after the Super Bowl, we went nine and seven, barely squeaked in the playoffs. The year following, same thing, nine and seven, barely squeaked in. And now this year, this year's a dumpster fire. This, this is yeah. I mean, this is the worst we've ever seen Doug Peterson. Um, this is the worst we've ever seen Carson Wentz. This <laughs> is the worst we've seen just just the whole team. This is the worst we've seen the Eagles team ever since Chip Kelly. Dallas Goddard just going the wrong way on a route. Uh, <laughs> Carson Wentz missing that yeah, and throwing it, it, it directly to a Seattle defender. Uh, Jalen Rager just having no idea where he's going in a screen. Uh, anything else that really stuck out to you? I mean, there's plenty of things. I mean, there's those are plenty. Just the, um, those are the top. You know. You know, I I still love Wentz, um, but he he played poorly again last night. Uh, he missed a lot of uh, plays. He missed a lot of open guys. 
Um, the one interception, you know, with the Goddard whole situation, that's on both of them. Um, if you, if you go back, look at the play, um, you know, d- the, the defender, you know, has inside leverage. So, you know, once is expecting Goddard to make a break to the outside, he didn't do that. He just turned around and stood and sat there. Uh, Wentz should not have made that throw. And it was just a poor play overall. Um, but uh, just a lot of a lot of mental mistakes, a lot of a lot of bad play calling once again. Um, and, and once again, nothing has changed with this team. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, nothing has changed. Uh, you know, nothing's really happened with the Sixers since Maury. Nothing's happened with the Flyers since the playoffs. The Phillies are the Phillies. They're a dumpster fire. We do have news with that. But the Eagles are the thing that this city needs. And they haven't delivered by any means, man. Yeah, no question. I mean, this city, you know, the city is, uh, you know, at first, they, in my opinion, they're a football city. Um, you know, when you come to Philadelphia, um, you know, you, you when 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 people like think of Philadelphia, they think, oh, the Eagles. It, it, and you know, in terms of sports, obviously. Um, and uh, you know, it's just a shame, you know, what they are right now. It's a shame how far they've fallen, and. Uh, you know, it's, it doesn't look good right now. <laughs> Let's get into the full breakdown in the podcast, because the only thing that the Eagles have given me for Christmas is hatred, anger, and pain. 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 They have, pain stock- they have stuffed my stocking with pain. Yeah. Indeed. But if you really need an ultimate stocking stuffer, you don't have to look any further, because our sponsors... Manscaped have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below the belt, excuse me, to below the waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news, they've just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. You know, similar to the Eagles being a dumpster fire, when you shave your nuts with cheap razors, what happens, Chip? You get nicked, man. You get nicked. You suffer. You go through pain, agony. Um, just you're sitting in your chair, itching with seething, unfathomable rage. Yeah, it, it's very comparative to uh, the experience of a Philadelphia sports fan. <laughs> but Manscaped has really changed the way you can care about your balls. And I can say firsthand, they've made my life a lot easier. I don't got to worry anymore. Like, I have to worry about the Eagles every single week. <laughs> um, a few of their products that are prime stocking stuffers this season are the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. The name speaks for itself. I don't really have to get into it. Crop Reviver Ball Toner, a spray-on toner that will give your balls a little slice of heaven with their aloe vera and hazel extracts. And some other products include the Crop Cleanser Body Wash, a full body wash that you can also use on your hair. Also, crop mop ball wipes. You never know when the opportunity strikes, so you should always be prepared. Another thing is the foot duster. It's a foot deodorant designed to keep the stankiest feet smelling nice and fresh. Uh, another thing is the Shears 2.0. It's a luxury four-piece nail kit, so you always keep those nails nice and clean and trimmed. 
the weed whacker nose, ear, and hair trimmer, or I'm sorry, new nose and hair trimmer. I'm sorry, nose and ear hair trimmer, uh, which provides proprietary skin safe technology to get rid of those nasty nose and ear hairs. And let's not forget about the best trimmer for your butt, balls, and body. It's the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, and it offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty free, dye free, sulfate free, and paraben free, so you know these products are legit. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code PHL. Whether it's for your partner, your dad, your brother, your friend, get them something they actually use, and it's almost sure to get a laugh. Again, that's get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code PHL. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. I got nothing left to say, Chippy. What you say? Cue the rock music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. Let's get in the huddle and let's let's demolish the birds. Let's just trap them, destroy them, ruin them. And I want to let Doug Peterson know. You lost me, buddy. You you were long down the path of losing me, but this was the one. Go birds. (laughs) Go birds. (laughs) You lost me. Uh, I don't have any faith in you. Yeah, went out with the same game plan that you always do. Miles Sanders touched the ball. Hey, hey, Chip, how many? Uh, if you put all five fingers up and then put your thumb out, how many? Uh, how many is that? That's six, that right? Is, that is six. That's how many times Miles Sanders ran the ball. Yep. Why? I don't know. On a first and five. Why are you throwing it three times and then punting? I don't know. <laughs> Why was Carson Wentz the only one to get a first down in the first half? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the answer to these questions. I wish I, I, wish I did, but I don't. Uh, here, here's a suggestion. Um, give up the play calling, Doug. Yep. Give it to someone else, you know? It's yep. less of a I hate you and more of a you know how sometimes things go well for a little while and then it just goes downhill and there's a change that needs to happen? I think it's time. Yeah, I, it's it's really bad, man. And you said it, you know, in the intro, I'm so sick of the stupid press conferences where where they you know the 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 media are asking the right questions and Doug just gets mad at them but I, it it just doesn't make sense uh, I mean there there Doug should not be mad right now at, at the media he should be mad at himself one <laughs> Good luck with that. He should be mad at his players too. 
and he should be mad at the front office. I mean, he should be mad for, for about the whole organization. But instead, he thinks there isn't an issue, and he gets mad at the media thinking that there is an issue when there clearly is. Mm-hmm. I'm so sick of the the same old responses from him. I'm so sick of it. Doug, you going to give up play calling? No. Why not? <laughs> uh, because, you know, I, I have confidence in myself in the play calling. I can prepare cool, this you team for the yourself, game. But it's not working. His favorite line is, I can prepare the team for the next game. And it's like, okay, how are you going to prepare for Green Bay? Huh? I mean, it's just... Aaron Rodgers may just Aaron Rodgers may be a hammer that nails in the final nail to the coffin for Dougie. I really don't. I don't think. I don't think it matters. I, I think one way or another. Well, do you think Jeffrey Lurie's thrilled? No, there's no one's thrilled right now. <laughs> if someone's I, happy right now, you, you're you're brain dead. And. <laughs> I keep seeing it on social media being brought up because it's more relevant than ever, especially after yesterday. DK Metcalf goes off. Yeah. This weekend, Justin Jefferson goes off. Yep. What is the Eagles' aversion to taking SEC players? <laughs> yeah, isn't it's it? Not, it's it's, not it's one of the SEC best conferences players. in college. No, it's one of the best, if not the best. It is. It is the best. Yeah, it's the best conference in college football, and – um the competition they're going up against in college is probably much more closer yeah. to an NFL-caliber player than someone from TCU. I mean, yeah. I mean, dude, you, you, you see it throughout the league. I mean, you see how many guys from, like, LSU, how many guys from uh, – is Alabama in the SEC? Yep. Yeah, I mean, you see guys from Alabama, you know, obviously Alabama is Alabama, but, you know, you see how many guys who come to the league and, and transition smoothly, you know, the way that Alabama players do. I mean, LSU, uh, you know, I know Clemson is in the ACC, but, you know, Clemson, there's a lot of good Clemson players out there. Um, it just the yeah, there's no like they just don't draft guys from talent schools the best college teams in the nation <laughs> it just they don't uh you know <laughs> i just i don't know i don't know i mean it just doesn't make sense bro and my dad sent me a tweet again shout out to my dad he loves the shout outs but he he you know he sent me a tweet and you know someone tweeted just how many guys we've missed over the last you know five six years in the draft uh you know that's a combo too. That's a and Chip it's and not Howie. just you know it's not, we always mention the DK Metcalf thing, but it's not just him. You know, the, there's been a lot of guys Derek Barnett. He's okay that we've, that we've missed on who we and, and you know in places where we've taken mediocre talent. Yeah, man. Our so, second round picks have been horrible. And, some, some something has to change, and you know it, it, they're not they're not even acknowledging there's a problem. Like the first the the first step in solving a problem is realizing there is one, and it doesn't seem that they that they even think it, that there's anything wrong. 
Yeah, Connor. buddy. It, it's just it's really bad right now for, for the Eagles. It, it's really bad. <clears throat> okay, I have three points that I would like to make right now. I would like to make it known. By the end of this year, we will have scapegoats for all of Doug's and Howie's poor decision-making is the first point. Mm-hmm. The second point I would like to make. I may have been wrong about John Hightower being the steal of the draft. And by may have I am. <laughs> the third point I'd like to make. Jalen Rager has played as bust potential the entire season when healthy. What are you doing out there? When your head coach is waiting for you on the sideline after a play goes awry and your quarterback takes a sixth of the game, yeah, you might have screwed up there, buddy. And is there really any time for a player to screw up? At this point, this team should just tank. Yep. We're at the sixth draft position. It's almost foolproof. I don't want to say that. Take a good player there. Oh, God. What have I done? Did I just jinx this? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I mean, here's the problem with tanking. If you leave Howie in charge, we're going to miss on that pick, too. So it really doesn't matter at this point. We need offensive line. Really bad. Really, really badly. So much so. Carson Wentz got hit, what, 12 times last night? Six sacks? Six sacks. But hit 12 times in total. He is, he's projected to have, he's on pace to be sacked fourth most in NFL history. Hmm, really? Fourth most in NFL history. You know how long the NFL's been around? Google it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's something else that I'm worried about. Um, who's the third-string quarterback down in New Orleans? Taysom Hill. Third string. Uh, James Winston? Yeah. What record does he hold? Uh, most interceptions during the season? I don't know. Uh, he has the 30 for 30. Oh, 30 for 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carson might get there, man. Uh, I don't think he's going to get 30, 30 and 30, but he might have the same amount of interceptions as touchdown passes. Ugh, right so now bad. he's at, I, right now he's at 16 touchdowns, 15 picks, I think. He is. Uh, so. <laughs> three, eight, and one. Three, seven, and one. Three, seven, and one. We're going to be three, eight, and one. We're going to be three, eight, and one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Saints coming to town after that. Am, am I wrong? Uh, or is it the Cardinals? Wrong. Saints, then uh, we go, we come home. Green so we Bay. Go to Green Bay, come home for New Orleans, go, to, go out to Arizona. All right, so loss, loss, loss. Three, ten, and one. Oh, uh, we're not winning another game. There's no question. 
I think the Washington football team is going to beat us in the last game, too. We're not going to win another game. There's no way. <laughs> this, listen, the year Chip Kelly got fired, I was I gave up on the season. Yep. This is just comical at this point, man. How do you go from having a roster that looks like it's built for at least the next three to five years to performing this poorly in front of a national audience? And the thing is, they – okay, for two years after the Super Bowl, right, Doug didn't really do much. You, you, they can put out a head coach and say, oh, it's fine for, what, two years. Now, this year, the fans aren't going to put up with it. If there isn't a change made in the offseason, do you think people are going to be thrilled? They're just going to sit there and complain the entire time. He should be on the hot seat if he's not already. Oh, he, he has to be. He has to be already. And Howie should be on the hot seat, too, for all his poor drafting. Yeah. Look, look at the team. It is garbage. And I've said this, you know, I've said this multiple times. You know, if they, you know, if they fire Doug, fine. If they fire Howie, fine. Do I want that necessarily? You know, yes and no. But, and you've heard me say this multiple times. I want them to bring in guys to help Doug and Howie. I want. I want the Eagles to bring in someone who knows the draft, who knows how to scout players, who knows how to evaluate talent, talent, and they do the draft. Now, Howie doesn't know how to evaluate. He does not. Saying that's what I'm saying. Bring in someone that does all that for him, because Howie knows how to handle the contracts. He's great with working around the cap, the cap room, or whatever. He's great with trades. The only thing he is not good at is drafting. And, you know, we need someone to come in and do that. And same thing with Doug. Doug cannot call plays anymore. I'm sorry. He can't can't do it. Did it work in the past? Yes. But teams have adjusted to it, and he's not doing anything about it. You need someone else to do the play calling. And the fact that he has gone week after week after week after week saying there isn't a problem, what, what, I don't get it. Brother, you, you see nothing... every play from the sidelines, and you're telling everyone that there isn't a problem? Dude, what, are just, you, what game are you looking at? They just don't get it. The fact that Jeffrey Lurie hasn't done Anything, man. Anything. It's disappointing. It's kind of hurtful, honestly. You know, we sit here every single week, watch this team. Last night, what was that? There's no fight. There's no motivation on the offense. They look like dead slugs that you just poured salt on. They look like they don't care. How are you supposed to motivate an unmotivated team? What has Doug done to make this team motivated? 
you know, it, and I hate to bring up Dallas, but, you know, Mike McCarthy was starting to lose the locker room. Since that report came out, the Cowboys have been playing better. The dude took a sledgehammer into the locker room, crushed a watermelon, and said, this is what we're going to do to this team, and everyone lost their minds. Thought it was awesome. He got the locker room back. Has Does Doug even have the locker room at this point? Hagen Doss uh, ain't going to get you the locker room back this time, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. And if it does, they're idiots. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I was a player, I wouldn't, you know, Doug, I would not, I mean, just look, like, if I was a player, just look around. I mean, there, there, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just bad. I mean, that's all I can say. <laughs> I mean, we, we we say the same thing every week to, you know, I say the same thing, you know, we need to bring in other people, but uh, I just don't see it happening. I mean, they're, they're, they're so convinced that they're, that they're, you know, that Doug is safe in his position and how he's safe in their position and whatever they, whatever they do, you know, they can't be touched. You know, I just, I don't get it. <laughs> Me either, buddy. I don't get it at all. I, I don't see how I don't see how this team can be cohesive if nothing works. The defense collapses all the time. Uh, it, it, it's kind of it's it's a shame. It's really a shame. And I will say this: I mean, you know, the defense gave up a lot of big plays last night, but all in all, they didn't play that horribly in my opinion i mean there was a lot of there was a couple fourth fourth down stops that they made that were you know that looked they looked really good on but just the secondary played so badly yesterday uh avante maddox cannot continue to start on the outside uh you know uh, you know Darius slay Again, we mentioned it earlier. You know, he came out and said that that's on him, but he played horribly. We have no safeties. Uh, McLeod, you know, he, he's done good things for us in the past, but he's not the player he used to be. Jalen Mills is a dumpster fire. You know, the linebackers are still atrocious. They can't cover. I mean, you know, everyone's loving Alex Singleton, but how good is he really? I mean, he makes, you know, he makes a couple tackles here and there. And, you know, we, we, I like the defensive line still, we get pressure, but when we have no secondary, you know, that's irrelevant. So, but I mean, they gave up, what was it? The final was what? 23, 17 to a, you know, really prolific offense. So I think all in all defense didn't play as bad as people think they did, but it's just the big plays and, and the secondary that really, you know, I mean, obviously the offense too, but I'm talking just defense here. It was just the secondary didn't do any any favors for them. But I mean, the offense is the reason they lost the game. Obviously, is what I'm getting at. I mean, just nothing about the offense looked good. <sighs> the, the fact that you mentioned earlier too, the fact that they gave Miles Sanders six six rushes is a joke. 
Uh, he's second in the league in in terms of running backs in yards per carry, and the fact that we're giving him six touches is a joke. Um, the fact that we had when when the Seahawks had 14 points, the fact that we had four yards total is a joke. <laughs> Negative four. Ne- uh, whatever it was. <laughs> Negative it was. four. Whatever they had, it was it was laughable. The fact that every single one of our players continues to get hurt. Now, yeah, we've got a little bit healthier, but it hasn't mattered. The fact that every all the best players on this team are above 30 is a joke. Uh, the fact that we continue to draft bust after bust after bust is, is a joke. Um, and, you know, this team, honestly, in a couple of years could be the Jets. Oh, God. And I'm not kidding. Chip. Because in a couple of years, all your best players who are above 30, like I said, are going to be gone. Who do you have after that? Scrub after scrub after scrub after scrub. Oh, no. Who they continue to draft in front of stud after stud after stud after stud. Now, here goes the thing. We weren't the only team to miss out on DK Metcalf. No, we weren't. But, but we had Justin Jefferson. Right, right there. Right. And Howie and Doug were like, <laughs> watch this, <laughs> Jalen Rager. <laughs> the fact that they took a quarterback in the, in second, the round. second round, the second round, mind you, more than half of those players end up starting on day one, mind you. And we took a quarterback that is going to be a career backup. Yeah. He got benched in the national championship. He transferred to Oklahoma, didn't do anything there, and gets drafted in the second round to a team that has a quarterback. That has multiple as we see right now, multiple holes on this team. <laughs> if that's I, not a joke, what is? <sighs> Everything. This is... You're right. And, and and people after the draft We're gonna be asked, uh, hey, they, they asked Doug and Howie, hey, why'd you draft Jalen Hurts? Oh, uh, you know, uh, you know, we like his talent. And uh, no, you can't look me in the eyes and tell me that's a good pick. I would have rather had them draft an offensive lineman than Jalen Rager. I would have rather them draft me instead of Jalen Hurts. And I would just rather a cinder block be out on the field than Jalen Mills. I'd rather have a duck play linebacker instead of Nate Gary. <laughs> I would rather have a, a melted snowman in a cup 
calling plays than Doug Peterson. I'd rather have my 10-year-old cousin call the defensive plays instead of Jim Schwartz. I would rather have the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 as all of the senior offensive coordinators than any one of them, including but not limited to Press Taylor. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code PHL, by the way. Yeah. This is bad, and I'm actually destroyed on the inside that – I was expecting, like, dude, like, not another Super Bowl. I didn't think that was going to happen. The year after, if Alshon caught that football, different story. Yep. But you know what? I ain't even mad that it hasn't been another Super Bowl yet. I'm mad that it's from grace so quickly. Yep. And the thing is, too, we've seen Carson Wentz at his fullest potential. This is poor coaching. He's playing terribly, too. I I am by no means saying it's not Carson's fault. It's not Carson's fault. But watching that game, holy hell, these players don't know where they are. They don't know what they're doing. Everything is the same as always, and all the defenses are ready for it. Oh, God, man, drop the playbook. And and it's laughable that he has six or seven guys that come up with a game plan prior to the game. And they all suck. And they and and they've come up with one thing, and they've they've thrown that out there every single game of the season. Teams know what you're going to be doing before you even call a play. When that happens, you know there's a problem. I, okay. Again, it's just it's just like yeah, they suck. But the thing that angers me the most is that they don't they don't think it's an issue. There's n- again, this is a repeat point. There's but no accountability. You're right. That's it. That's there's, the one. There's zero account. Like no, Doug wouldn't have doesn't have the balls to go up and say that's on Carson Wentz or that's on so and so. Neither does Wentz. Wentz doesn't have the set to go up and say, uh, my coach sucks at play calling. If I'm Carson Wentz, I go up there and say, Doug is, he, he can't call plays anymore. Yeah, I, he... He can't be the one making these play calls at this point. He can't do it. He, he's not efficient. He's not good. And it's done. I, I'm I'm done with Doug. I'm done with Doug. I'm done with Howie. I'm done with Jim Schwartz. And I'm done with the excuses. What else yeah. is there to say? It's every week, something new. Oh, well, we went out there, we had a good game plan, and uh, we just didn't execute. It's like, <laughs> you no, think? Every week, every week, it's the same thing. Yeah, you know, we just wanted to keep Carson in the pocket for three seconds and then have the offensive line murder him so that we can play Jalen Hurts and then kill him, too. Well, and then, uh, 
even Doug Peterson, he goes, oh, it's frustrating because we go we go out all week and practice really hard and then come out to you know have a result like that. Doug, it's been happening for weeks. What aren't you seeing? There's no game plan. They're just going out there being like, go ahead, Carson. Do whatever you want. Have fun. (laughs) It's really bad right now. It's really, really bad. What What else is Carson supposed to do? What else is the offense supposed to do? They can't get open. They, they, they're not working. They're not functioning. They're not good. Yeah, they're, they're a bad football team. <sighs> Chip, is it, is it, is it already over? Yes. Did it, did it happen that quickly that it's over? Yep. What a short-lived run. Yep. Was I, I need this for I need you to tell me this for clarity and just, you know, I want to make sure that I'm not crazy. The the Foles people are wrong, right? They're wrong. No, Foles thinks too. Yeah. He's he's terrible. Yeah, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what would have happened. If we keep Foles, he probably gets hurt, and then he comes back worse too. It doesn't matter who we have. Why can't we draft? Why can't the Eagles do anything right? Did someone sell their soul for that Super Bowl? I'm convinced. Must have. Bad move, whoever did and the, it. And, 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 and this only happens to Philadelphia, by the way. Yeah. Like, does. we win a Super Bowl and then immediately fall off a cliff. That's what I worry about the Sixers for. Like, Seattle, for example, won the Super Bowl, you know, however many years ago now. They're still good. Hey. All right, catch this one, right? When the Phillies won the World Series, they won in 08. Yeah. In 09, they lost in the World Series. Yeah. In 10, lost in the NLCS. Yeah. In 11, 11 they lost the Division Series, yeah. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. Eagles win the Super Bowl in 18. Yeah. They lose the Divisional game, correct? Yep. 19. They lose a wild card game. Yep. 19. And now they're going to miss the playoffs. Yep. That is now the Philadelphia trend. And now I'm so worried about the Flyers and the Sixers because if they win, <laughs> just get ready for the 15 years of mediocrity right after. Yep. And then like the mid years of hope. And then potentially winning again, and then another 15 years of mediocrity. Yep. What a shame. All right. Uh, any specific Eagles that you have a gripe with? 
They released Will Parks. That didn't make any sense. Why? Honestly, I I don't even care at this point. I mean, I, I don't know why they did it, but whatever. I mean, this seems awful. <laughs> Anything. None of their moves make any sense. I don't see why he was cut, but is what it is. Avante Maddox didn't play too well. He's terrible. There are no positives. We cut Sidney Jones, Rasul Douglas. They're both having career years, and we're we're stuck with Avante Maddox. Yeah. Does Craven LeBlanc exist? I thought he got hurt. Ah, uh, that would explain it. Yeah. Probably for the best, honestly. You know, he doesn't have to be out there for the whole thing. It's true. I mean, he probably disagrees with me on that, but. He doesn't, have to, he doesn't have to witness. Firsthand. Well, we have to. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to still watch. But I'm not going to be happy about it. Just don't, don't expect anything exciting or, uh, you know, meaningful for, uh, for a while. Uh, so what you mean is uh, play a video game while I'm watching or read because that would be less boring than the Eagles game honestly yeah I don't read like at all but I'd rather read a book than watch the Eagles right now huh I'd rather watch paint dry than watch the Eagles right now okay so if I lend you my copy of the Da Vinci Code yep you would read that over watching the Eagles game Next question. Okay. Was that a Doug Peterson next question or an actual next question? That's an actual next question. Oh, cool, cool, cool. All right, let's move on to other depressing Philly sports news. The Phillies are not signing JT Real Muto. Official. They lost 140-some-odd million dollars last year, and John Middleton, the three-point-something billion-dollar net worth individual, says that's too much money to lose. Not only are they not signing JT Real Muto, but they laid off 80 employees in the middle of a pandemic, where I'm certain that a lot of their families are relying on that income, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, the Phillies are an embarrassment. Josh Harris, the Sixers owner, tried to do the same thing to a lot of the uh, food workers, I think, at the stadium, if I'm not mistaken. And got a lot of backlash online and reversed his decision. Also, Joel Embiid went to him and was like, yeah, this isn't the way. Yeah. Uh, no one on the Phillies has done that, but nope. I really want them to because this guy – must just be so greedy that he just doesn't care. Uh, I'll say it again. The Phillies are an embarrassment. The fact that, like, I understand you losing money in a pandemic. I mean, yeah, everyone's going to do it. It's just what's going to happen. But the fact that you came out and said that you lost $2 billion first, which was a blatant lie, that's the value of the team, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. 
And the fact that you lie in the amount of money you lost, one. And two, the fact that you're, you, you, after you say that, you say, oh, we're not going to sign uh, one of our best players because we ran out of, we don't have enough money. Yes, you do. You're an embarrassment. You're a joke. You want to recoup that money, right? Uh, well, you should probably pay your best player that you traded your best prospect for two years ago um, in order to keep fans in that stadium. Every uh, team has lost money. Okay. When, excuse me. When the stadium reopens, you know, right. uh, we have really high hopes that a vaccine is going to come out in 2021 around April. Right. We're seeing all these reports where it's like 95 percent effective, which is incredible. Those numbers are better than most vaccines through a trial. Think, For example, I think some flu vaccines are like 50 percent, 40 percent, and that's still amazing. But this one's 95 percent. Yeah. And you're going to tell me that you don't anticipate revenue to ramp up, especially if that vaccine comes out right before baseball season starts? Yeah. Oh, my God, this guy is an asshole. Yeah, I mean, and here's my thing. And like I said, you're not the only guy or you're not the only team who has lost money. Every team went through the pandemic just like you. Every team lost money just like you. But you don't see them coming out and saying, oh, we're not going to sign our best player because we don't have enough money. No. They're going to do whatever they can to, to continue to keep their best players. And, just, and after that, go out and sign the best players who are available. So here is where JT Romuto is going to end up because of John Middleton's incompetence. Before you say that, so what basically John Middleton is saying to us fans is we weren't good enough last year to make the playoffs but I'm not going to make our team better by going out and sign players because I want money. That's what John Milton is saying to everyone who is a fan of the Phillies. Now, listen, operating on a hundred and forty some odd million dollar loss, definitely not good. But as someone who owns a two billion dollar franchise with a net worth of well over three billion dollars. You're an idiot. People pick up on things. We're not stupid. You assert a $2 billion loss. Are you Are you high? What drugs are you on? That's the worth of the entire organization. Like, So you're saying that you're filing for bankruptcy. Right. So you're selling the team, basically. Okay, so sell the team. Do it. Yeah, go ahead. I dare you to sell the team. I triple dog dare you to sell the team. Man, at bankruptcy, someone could probably acquire the team at a very, very, very good cost. I'm sure they could. Yeah. You know, and, and you look at the Mets were just sold. Yep. Do you think that the Mets new owner, Steve Cohen, is going to sit around and say, uh, I want money, so I'm not going to build a good team? What makes money, Chip? A good team. Right, right, right. You look at a team like the Red Sox. They sucked for a long time. They got good, and what happened? Their stadium was packed 
when the Phillies were doing good, when they won the World Series. Yep. How hard was it to get tickets? They went years and years having game after game after game sold out. Every single game. How much revenue is that? Oh, that's a, I don't know. That's, but that's, a, lot that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, right? Oh, on top of the uh, the convenience stands in there, you're probably making some banging sales. Cincinnati right. Park holds roughly forty to 45,000 people, right, if not right. more. If not more. So what you're telling me? People don't want to see a garbage team. People don't want to spend money on a garbage team. It's pretty simple. Bryce Harper's going to want to get traded. Yeah, he probably will. That's, so that's that's what you, that's what the owner said. We lost two billion dollars, which is a lie. They lost one hundred forty-six million. That's a lot, sure. But the fact that you said we're not going to sign one of our best players. You didn't, you didn't make the playoffs last year. You weren't good enough to make the playoffs last year in a 60-game season. And you're going to let one of your best players walk and not sign other players? Are you are you mental? <coughs> yeah. Like, like, <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm this reading. This only the- happens in Philadelphia, by the way. There's only, like, look around, look around any sport. Does this happen anywhere else? No. No, no, no owner or, or GM is that brain dead that he says that. In, in, it was a New York Daily News article. When it first came out, the quote from it is, I'm told in an organization meeting last week, Philly's managing partner, John Middleton, told his baseball people that the club lost nearly $2 billion this year and is not in position to re-sign JT Real Muto or any other big-ticket free agents. Credit to New York Daily Times. Not, no, not Daily Times. Daily News for that. That's not my work at all. But on Jack Fritz's Twitter from WIP, he tweeted out a little after that, they updated the article and took the $2 billion figure out. So, uh, $2 billion situation, I guess, wasn't necessarily on Middleton, but Middleton still said that we're not signing JT. Why? He's the best catcher in the MLB, in the world. He's going to go to the Mets, the Braves, or the Yankees. With 100% certainty. Or Nationals. What do you go to the Nationals, you think? Yes. Uh, or the Nationals. And every time he plays us, he's going Three to Three home runs. Us. A game. Because we live in Philadelphia, and that's just the way it goes. That's the kind of luck we have. We continue to hire brain-dead, idiotic owners and GMs. And we continue to have sports teams that are mediocre. Uh, Rob Motti 
on Twitter said that John Middleton never said they lost two billion, so he was misquoted. Yeah, so that was on New York Times or whatever New York Daily. New York Daily News. But either way, but the the fact still stands. We're not signing JT. That's a joke. You traded your best prospect. That Who looks like a years. stud, by the way. Wait, wait, wait. No, the best prospect, best prospect you've had in years. A finally a draft pick that you that you did right, and you trade him for a, a catcher that you had for two a year and a half that you're not gonna resign. That's the best catcher in the league. There's a reason you give up your best prospect for the best player in the league at that position. And you're not going to resign him? <sighs> uh, I mean, <laughs> I just, it, it makes no <laughs> sense. I'm done with Philly disappointment. The, the, the fact that the fans know what they're doing better than the actual people in the position is is asinine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> every every single week it just seems like there's never any good to report on. You know, even when we were recording during the pandemic at its peak, when we didn't have sports, I feel like we looking back on some things, we were happier. <laughs> and that's horrible to think. Honestly, ever since the Eagles came back and played, it's just been it's been all negativity. And that's not just the Eagles, by the way. Yeah. Or really, ever since the Phillies came back, honestly. Well, here goes what I got for you, Chip. The only good thing to happen from this conversation, we've reached our destination for the day. <laughs> and, uh, the, and the best thing for you guys is you get 20% off plus free shipping when you go, use code PHL when you buy anything from Manscaped.com. Shave your balls. Just do it. Just do it, man. Do it. Watch the Shia LaBeouf video where he's just saying, just do it. If you're in a relationship and your significant other likes it clean downstairs, you should probably just get manscaped. Honestly, you should probably just keep it clean downstairs anyway, but um, it also works on your butt. It works on your butt really well. It works anywhere. That bootious. Butt, balls, chest, arms, legs. Face. No. Well, you, that's a, that is a mortal sin. You take that. Yeah. Back. Well, it, okay. Okay. Here's what you do. If you're going to, if you're going to do the face, do the face first, then the balls. You can't use the same razor, bro. All right. Then buy two. There you go. That's better. <laughs> All right. We'd like to thank you for listening to the bandwagon podcast. <laughs> you can find us on phlsportsnation.com. Uh, go to the podcast tab, go to the PHL bandwagon, uh, you can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google. Uh, you can go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. 
Uh, go to Twitter, follow us at PHL The Bandwagon. You can follow me on Twitter at PHL Ryan Michaels. You can follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. Go to Facebook.com. We're also at PHL The Bandwagon. On Twitter, we share polls weekly. We thank you guys for participating, and we really do try to respond to you guys, especially if you have a good point or you just want to tell us to go F ourselves because it happens all the time. Uh, <laughs> but, if you hate us, let us know. Um, <laughs> it does happen too much. It does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're we're gonna put out a poll this week. Uh, that that Instagram's coming, man. I I swear it's coming. I one really hope that one of these new like the next few episodes are just we. I mean, we should just be positive, <laughs> but <Yeah>. we can't. <laughs> Look, I really hope that next week all of a sudden like a couple good things happen and we can be happy. But I just don't see it. I mean, you know, that's part of the journey. It's part of the ride. Um, and, you know, uh, me and Chip are still riding on the bandwagon when we drop you guys off. So uh, the ride's sometimes bumpy, and uh, sometimes I feel like it just crashes and burns. But like right now. Got, got to fix the wagon, get back on the trail, and keep on going. We thank you guys for listening. We'll see you at the next stop. Bye, Manscaped. Good PHL. 20% off. Plus free shipping. Razors. Balls. Hair. Safety. No nicks. No cuts. No blood. Oh, God. All right, we'll see you at the next stop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>